And we're going to invite Joel up. Joel's going to be our 10-minute speaker today. Appreciate Joel and his family. What a blessing they've been to our church. Well, Lord, thank you for this family. We receive them, and we just ask for, uh, Lord, that you would bless the words that come out of their mouth that we would be hearing from heaven. And Lord, for them and for Paul as well that's coming after them, Lord, we want to hear from you today. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And Lord, we thank you for these guys in Jesus' name. All right. So I was praying this week just what, what God wanted me to share. And this morning with uh, just various different topics that came through, including the the uh, Psalm 13 that Joshua shared, which was, um, I'll just, for those that weren't here, I was listening online, we were running late, but it is such a good verse, but it ends with, but I have trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. And, you know, just coming off the heels of Thanksgiving and also today it's been, the topic has been joy I had three different things on my mind and our heart to share, and I was like, should we share that or not? And, and I just, we felt that, that it was appropriate to share just God's goodness and, and proclaim it, um, just what God has done in our marriage, and just share a little testimony of, of just what it led up for us to get married and to where we are today, because without God, I mean, the odds of us having gotten married were slim, and, and God saved us for ourselves and saved us for his purposes. And so we want to just share a little bit of the background that I think a lot of people don't know. And also try to keep on track with like the 10 minutes. Um, all right. So I'll let um, Gina, this is my wife, Gina, for those that don't know her. And so I'll let her to just start off with the, just a little bit of the background. I'm nervous. I'm normally never nervous up front, but about this, I'm very nervous because we're about to share like... You know, um, stuff, right, <laughs> stuff. <laughs> but to God be the glory is the point, right? We didn't talk about this, but I decided to share this after worship, was just that um, I had a very rocky childhood as well as my late teens and early 20s. I may have hoped and prayed for somebody like Joel, but my whole family said that my life was so backwards, there was no way I was ever going to have somebody like Joel ever be interested in me. And that was spoken over me for many, many years. So I understand homelessness. I understand addiction. And you would never in this place, in this time in my life, see homelessness or addiction in me because of the power of God. So this is part, this is, this is him. Um, but I think it's important if you haven't walked with somebody and all you see is the, the glory of God, it's, you, you, it's sometimes important to go back and see what God has done to be able to, to just rejoice, right? Our background, I was previously engaged twice. I was a, a runner a little bit, and Joelle was my third engagement. Yeah, and even though I had grown up in a you know, Christian family, you know, a lot of you had met my dad uh, before he passed away last year. My mom is here, and, and I had a lot of investment into me of just knowing the Lord and walking with him, but each one of us has to get to that point in our lives where we truly surrender to the Lord, and we understand that, that to live is Christ and to die is gain, and, and I had 
not gotten to that place in, in my 20s, and I was trying to make a seven-year-long dating relationship work, and I finally, I was like, well, if I get engaged, I think I'll feel that peace, and, and God, by his grace, he saved me from that, and I finally broke off the relationship, and about two years after I had broken up um, with, this, with this gal, my mom, who's not very technologically savvy, was telling me, you know, you should get on eHarmony. I'm sure there's some just Christian gal that w- you could find there. And the, I just like, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, I mean, I, I appreciated her telling me, but I think it was the second or third time that she told me. I was like, you know what? I'll just try it out. And back then, um, I filled out this long questionnaire of just what I was looking for in a person and also who I was. And it really was introspective because I realized I wasn't who I wanted to be, and yet I knew that, that if I trusted in God and I really continued that path of surrender that I was on, that, that he could find that right person. And so I opened it up to the whole world. I was like, if that girl is anywhere, because you can put geography, I was like, I don't care where in the world. And I did not. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had a very, very small circle. Um, because I didn't want to travel. I was full-time in medical school, and I was working a part-time job. And I was finally at a point of, you know, I had tried to, make rela- tried to make relationships work and to kind of force God into blessing my relationships. But at this point, I was like, Lord, I want to give it all to you, which meant that I didn't want to travel and spend the night over anywhere because I had already had this old life that I wanted to leave, and I needed the accountability. So I had this really small, so eHarmony, this was before internet dating was cool and everyone around us was like, thought we were crazy. Um, That, um, I lost my train of thought, one second. Yeah, she she had just said Minnesota only, yeah. And, And I was living in Georgia at the time and I, the Lord allowed for me to slip in through. And so... That's what I was going to say. So eHarmony would slip people in. Okay. They, they would slip people in that had my qualifications because nobody in Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa had any of my qualifications. So he was one of the ones that slipped by. And so... Two, two weeks into me having signed up, she came up as someone, you, know, you don't browse through pictures, it's just here is a, here's a potential match. And I read her profile and I was just blown away. I was like, wow, that is amazing. Just a, a woman that loves God and her background and everything. And so I, I reached out to her and didn't realize she reached out even before I had um, sent her a little message. And we started going through kind of an icebreaker. And after that, we got in a phone call and had an amazing like hour and a half conversation and kept having conversations. And then I just said, hey, what if we, what if we meet and take a walk together? And she was living with her parents at the time. And I said, all right, you know, I'll visit you, you guys if your parents are fine with it. And I flew out two weeks later to get to know her. So the airline was delayed and delayed and delayed. And so, you know, women, we dress up for these kinds of things, right? But by 3 a.m., I'm not looking very hot. 
and I've seen pictures of him, he's seen pictures of me, and we've talked to each other, but seeing each other in person is completely different, especially at 3 a.m., and he's not impressed, <clears throat> which is very, it's very tough. Um, so we end up driving back to my house, but we get to my house around 5 a.m., and my dad is there at the door and opens the door, and he's like, oh no, what have I done? And um, it just, just the whole thing feels very awkward. So part of, part of, you know, when we walk away, you know, from the Lord, there are a lot of things that, that we, you know, start moving those guardrails. And, and since young, you know, the, my parents had taught me the way to go, but I had little by little made a lot of different compromises. And I was used to gauging a relationship by that chemistry that I felt immediately. And, and when I saw her, when we talked, I didn't feel that. And so as Gina said, I came and realized I was just meeting her, her dad at five in the morning. And I'm there going to, I was planning for three days that I was going to be in Minnesota. And I really was like, wow, what, what am I doing here? I did feel the panic. I was exhausted. Oh, there you go. Oh, thank you. Um, and, <laughs> and I went to the room, the guest room that I was staying at. And I was, I was, I just felt panic. Like, what am I doing here? And I felt like, God highlighting to me uh, the verse in 1 Samuel 16 where uh, Samuel was looking for the next king and, and God says to Samuel that God doesn't see like man sees, but he sees the heart. And it really cut to my heart because I realized um, just I, I'd lived abroad. Um, at a young age, I had been exposed to pornography and as an adult, you know, that was something that, you know, was very easily accessible. And I had developed this idea of this perfect woman that I was going to marry and and tall blonde <laughs> blue eyes and, and God God was you know just <laughs> just kind of it, it really just sp spoke to me and I was like God I I realize I I have allowed sin to blind me and and I just prayed I was like God help me to see her heart and help me to just know how to, how to handle these next three days that I'm here. And as far as from my perspective, I had had such a, I had never not had men attracted to me before. Um, but at this stage in my life, I did not want to manipulate relationships anymore. I did not want my chemistry to be the reason that somebody liked me. Um, and so I had really given, I wanted the right person for me when I was 80 years old, not just for that year. And so my prayer life changed dramatically. I had very raw prayers. I had come from a place of um, running away from the Lord to a place of two feet going, this is where I stand. Um, and so I, I, had, I, had, I was fresh on experiencing the grace of the Lord. And um, so I was not projecting anything towards him. So you can imagine being on the receiving end of somebody who's platonic, somebody who's trying to respect that God hasn't given me authority yet um, to, you know, to walk in a way that you would if you were going to be married. So he's receiving this platonic but very deep spiritual relationship from me because I'm, and honestly, it's not easy. It's horrible. It's horrible. It's difficult. But, um, but I, we were, but on my end, I was trying to wait on the Lord's timing. <clears throat> but he rang me through the runner, ringer in it. 
for sure. So, so we, we ended up having, it was a you know, nice three days. It was good conversations and, and it was very different. I'm now looking back to it. It was kind of like God taking this kind of a pyramid of the world of how dating happens and God turning it upside down and really putting the foundation as Jesus Christ and this, uh, that unity in the spirit being equally yoked with each other and, and that being the, the most important part for us. And so we had a, re- a lot of great conversations. It was, it was a neat time. And I felt like she was a friend of mine that I've known for many years, but I didn't feel any of the attraction and the like, interest that, that I expected or, or thought I should have. And so I was like, all right, well, this will be good, but I probably won't ever see her again. And so we drove back to the airport, and I didn't have any conversation of next steps. He was, he was all quiet on the side, and I'm sobbing, and I'm just like out of control, and I'm so mad at myself that I'm out of control, like ugly sobbing as I'm driving him to the airport. I'm like, I'm never going to see him again. You know, and it's like, here, here is a man that I would... Actually, I thought about this last night. Like, I ran away two times from two other people, and the one that I would want to marry is running away from me. And I was like, this is, it was, it was hard to keep an open hand to the Lord, um, to let him, it was a real conversation of God, if he's not for me, I'm, take him, but help me to have a good testimony in the process. So. And he didn't understand. He was kind of compassionate as I'm sobbing, you know. I get to the airport and I go to the top and I'm like waving. I mean, I've never done anything like this before. I fully believe I'm never gonna see him again. So I'm back in Atlanta. I was in Atlanta, by the way. And, um, and we had a phone conversation the next um, evening and ended up talking like for an hour. And I was like, wow, it was just so easy to talk. But, but I, I was like, you know what, I don't wanna be, I don't want to lead her on, and I want to be respectful. And I've already—I had done a long-distance relationship for for many years with the previous relationship, and and so I I just told her I was like, you know, I you're you're really nice, um, but I see you more like a friend, and I don't want you know just to create anything that there really isn't. And so you know, we probably shouldn't continue talking. I told her, and she she was so gracious the way she received it because I, I felt really bad telling her that and she shared um, something that she had been in her devotional. So the Lord had been really challenging me to um, <clears throat> that I really um, I've been reading in Song of Solomon and the verse that I had been reading just meditate on is do not awaken love until it's time and because I had, a, I had awoken love lots of times before, but I wanted God's timing. And so just to know that, that God has his own timing and schedule of things. Um, and so I just shared that with him, that, you know, perhaps God's timing looks different. And, and, and I was like, oh, okay, thank you. That's a nice verse. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I, I had a lunch with some friends of mine in Atlanta, and this one girl, as I just shared a little bit from the trip, she's like, I think you really like her. I was like, nah, nah, nah. And, and I just shared that I told her that, that we probably weren't going to talk anymore. She's like, well, why don't you ask God for a sign? And, and we can fast. I'll even fast with you. And I was like, really? And I was like, yeah, yeah. So I, 
later, I think the next day, or actually later that day, um, called Gina and said, hey, I, I know I said we probably shouldn't talk, but I'm willing to ask God for some kind of a sign. And I was literally, in my mind, I was like, God has to like write in the sky, she's your wife, you know, because like this is not happening type thing. And, and so we, we did that, and we agreed that by the next Sunday, that was a Monday, by that next Monday, sorry, Sunday, that we would make a decision if God provided a sign in the sky kind of thing. He did tell me. He told me that there had to be a sign in the sky. I did. <laughs> um, so, I, I, so it was interesting because I went to, I had a shoulder issue, and this guy that was doing like physical therapy, I just shared a little bit. He was like, hey, how did your trip go to Minnesota? I was like, ah, it wasn't, you know, like I thought. And this is an interesting guy, you know, I had kind of like feathers like on the walls and, you know, a little bit. And he quoted to me Proverbs 31, the, the portion that says, um, beauty is fading, but what matters is a woman that fears the Lord. And then he also said, do not awaken love until it's time. <laughs> and... I was like, huh, okay, but, but it didn't, I didn't even remember that Gina had shared that before. I just was like, oh, okay, and I was like, man, I didn't, this guy, I didn't even know he knew anything of the Bible, um, but it was, it was interesting. So then um, I continued on that week, and I was reading through the Bible in a year. I was behind a couple of days, and I think I came to Friday, and the reading was Songs of Solomon, Do Not Awaken, Love Until It's Time. <laughs> But yet, I, my mind, you know, I, I had the blinders on. I, I could not see what the Lord was trying to speak to me. And it was, I think, Saturday that Gina and I were talking, and I, I just was joking. We hadn't talked most of the week. I just said, hey, have you Sunday seen Sunday was the day. Sunday was the, the deadline, so yeah. it was the day And before. I asked Gina, I was like, hey, have you had any signs? And I said, well, I'm, I've actually been praying that I wouldn't miss what's just God has placed right in front of my face. Yeah, and, so. and it was a short conversation because I was trying to just give her space and give, give me space too. And I remember her sharing that and I was like, wow, that is a good prayer. And I had not even thought, I've learned a lot of really good prayers from hearing just, just really open, honest conversations that Gina has with God. And <laughs> And so I was, I remember where I was in Atlanta in my apartment and I was washing dishes and I just, in my mind, I just said, God, I don't want to miss something right in front of me if you're, you've been speaking to me. And right then it was like God grabbed the big bucket of cold water and kind of woke me up to realize Gina had spoken about Songs of Solomon, the physical therapist, and then in reading, that was the same message. And it just hit me. I was like, wow. I was like, God, are you, like, you've been speaking to me, and I didn't even realize it. And then the next morning, um, the next thing God really highlighted, I, I got up, I had my old Blackberry, and I got some notification from the, from the bank. And, you know, back then you couldn't do everything on your phone, so I opened up my computer. And the screenshot I had put there was from my trip to Minnesota, and Gina was on a hammock with this beautiful background of trees and and I realized that in my previous relationship for seven years, I had never even put up one picture of the, the lady I was dating. And here, I, you know, we were friends, and I was maybe not even going to talk to her again. I had somehow put a screensaver on my computer, and, and it just, I don't, I don't know what God was doing, but it, I just started sobbing and sobbing, and, and 
it was God just, I, I think, just healing areas in my heart, um, breaking hardness that I had, taking off blinders. I mean, just so many different things. And, and I was going to go to church, and I, I was just crying and crying. I was like, God, if I'm not supposed to go to church, I mean, I'll just stay here and, and just start just, you know, just continue here praying and, and crying before you. And, and finally I stopped and, and went to church and came back in the evening and we talked and I shared just, I just, I didn't tell any, tell her any details. I just said, you know, I feel um, I, I have enough to take a next step forward. So why don't you come and visit me in Atlanta uh, for my birthday the next month? So I flew out to Atlanta and, and we had sparks. That was amazing. It went from like, we were just amazed. There were, there were sparks there. And then we're like, uh-oh, now there's sparks. <laughs> now you have, as a believer, you have to make some decisions, right? Because we wanted to do things differently. We wanted, so, you know, he asked me to be his girlfriend and I cried. I'm 29 years old or 28 years old and I cried. And it was, um, but it was because it was just God's, timing right and it was precious and it was that it was like a re-innocence that God was doing a cleaning a purifying and um, so we decided to pull away from anything physical which he's already told me he hasn't been attracted to me now we got sparks now we're pulling away from the sparks this is emotionally just I mean Awful. I mean, it's it's right. It's awesome, but it's awful at the same time. And and just on, on that, really, this time we both wanted to do things God's way. You know, we had done things the wrong way so many times. So we were like, Lord, we have the fear of the Lord. We don't want anything that will get in the way from your blessing and and you orchestrating every last detail. And so. Um, she, she flew home. It was um, just a really sweet time that we had there in Atlanta. And the next conversation we had, we talking finished the conversation talking about what kind of a wedding we would like, whether mm -hmm. a destination <laughs> wedding or just at, in Minnesota yep. or where, and even the time frame. Yep. So the next two months, we were busy, very busy. So Joelle flew back to Minnesota, asked my dad... To, for my hand in marriage. We then f uh, flew out individually, me from Minnesota, him from Atlanta out to California and drove, drove across the border to meet his parents in Mexico. There are missionaries in Mexico for over 45 years. And the rest of his family, or a good portion of his family was there as well for Thanksgiving. And then January 8th, we're married. So yeah. from... August 10th to January 8th was about five months for all of this to take place. And, and just something to, to highlight the work God was doing uh, the night before our wedding. Mm -hmm. Do you want to share? The night before our wedding. I'm still not sure that he's attracted to me. Um, I'm feeling, now I've run twice, all right, and I know God has orchestrated this one, but I'm insecure so I asked him, are you sure you really want to do this? And because you weren't necessarily attracted to me yet. You loved me, sort of, but. Yeah, yeah, and, and it was a process for, for me of, and I, yeah. I told her, I was like, God, 
God confirmed that you're to be my wife, and so I'm going to follow and obey him, which was not the answer she... Total she, transparency. Yeah. She, she wanted, but what, what was amazing of this for, for Gina, it was God was really working in her life an area of her identity and how people had seen her. And in me, it was, I had been, I had made beauty and dating um, an idol in my life, and, and God had kind of put blinders over me, um, but I knew that, that this was the way, and I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm surrendered to the Lord, and this is, I'm going to trust him, that I'm taking these steps in faith, and he'll do what he needs to do in my heart, and also he'll allow me to see her beauty for, for you know, the way you see her, God. That was my prayer for um, and so we, we had, a, it was an amazing wedding. We really wanted to give all the glory and praise to the Lord because he had saved us both, you know, from just from, from our own sinful ways and bad relationships, so many things that could have happened and been differently in our family today. And, and then in the course of, of just our marriage, this, this January, it's going to be 13 years, but within, I'd say the, the first six months, like the blinders started coming off for me, and and just so everybody knows, I think my wife is. I gorgeous. was going to ask. Just I was gonna, so. And, and I like the like I I realized, and I just was like, Lord, I thank you for saving me from my own blinders, and and, and that I could have missed her and not not seen her through your eyes, and also just realize the amazing woman that she is, and and what God has done is. I feel like he gave me a treasure chest of a woman where every day I open up and there's new beautiful things that God is revealing about her character, about who she is. And, and it, it's, you know, the Lord, to the Lord be all the glory and praise because it is a story that, you know, we, we could have missed each other if, if we would have not been willing to just surrender to what God had. And so one of the things that, that we, we just want to, you know, with this, the whole purpose of the Lord has done bountiful for us is just coming back to the point that he has a story for each person and he loves relationships. He wants the very best for each one of us. And, and it's not because we deserve it. I didn't do anything. I did everything wrong <laughs> in this relationship, yet God in his mercy and his grace he brought us together. And so when we are seeking after the Lord and we're desiring to honor him, he is so good and faithful. And so we just want to encourage each one of you, you have just amazing things that God wants to do in your life. And the Lord can, nothing is impossible for him. And he is a redeemer. And right now, when, I, when we both look at where we are now, we feel we're more innocent than we ever were. Like we feel just that, that just. That God has used our relationship to actually um, redeem and restore what the locust had taken beforehand. And that is the God that we serve. He is the one that brings dead things to life. He's interested in intimate relationships. Even if those relationships are hard, he uses those hard relationships to to draw out the things enough that, that we've been praying about. God, make me a new person. And so he starts bringing that guck to the surface to be dealt with, and that's, a, that's his mercy. And so we just um, wanted to sh 
And Gina, Gina was not supposed to have children, and she, um, the Lord, within like let's, nine let's months, let's just share it all. Yeah, on. nine months. Yes. Um, she ended up having, you know, being pregnant with Isaiah. And now, you know, we have four children, and it's there. Each of them are miracles from the Lord, and so to the Lord be all the glory and praise. All right, thank you guys for sharing, getting vulnerable there, and sharing uh, your story. That's no, fine. Um, one second. Um, you know, I feel like, uh, wait, don't go anywhere yet. You know, this is a reality that our, our society, I, I feel like the Lord's highlighted a, a couple things, but I think specifically there, this is a reality in our society right now. Um, for both men and women, we are inundated by the world of what love looks like, what, what romantic love looks like. And the world's view of it is perverted. You guys realize that, right? You know, we, our kids, everybody, I mean, at the touch of a button on your phone, you can be exposed to all kinds of crap. And, you know, scripture says that when we engage in those kinds of things and it calluses our heart, you know, we become actually insensitive to the Holy Spirit. And, um, and, you know, it's almost like in our society, we don't, you can't help but like being exposed to it if you live in this world a little bit, you know? And I almost kind of feel like the Lord wants to, actually, if you guys could even pray, just pray over people today. If you're, if you're struggling with anything uh, in the area of specifically pornography, I think, um, you know, let's be real here. Pornography is like an epidemic, and it's actually an epidemic even in the church. We're not even just men, but men and women are addicted to it. And it has calloused their heart. And some of you guys might be dealing with it and might be even addicted to it. Well, I want to tell you this morning that God can set you free from that. And if you've addic been addicted to it in the past or you, you've been exposed to it in the past, the Lord can heal you of your exposure to it. And um, so that you can actually see the opposite sex in a healthy, godly way, where you're not controlled by lust, where you're not colored in your interaction with one another by that, that sin. Does that make sense? I mean, I'm just being real here because the church, we need to deal with this. The Lord is dealing with it within our body. And our body here and beyond, you know, the body of Christ in general. And um, we really need to allow the Holy Spirit to set us free from this stuff, to set the church free from this stuff. And um, so that's one thing. And the other thing I, I've been, I was kind of feeling too is that, um, um, well, I don't know. I just want to encourage you guys. I know I've told I've told these guys before, but I just want to say it publicly. You know, the Lord's going to use Joel and Gina to heal marriages, and uh, they're actually going to save marriages from divorce. And um, and their experience and what they've walked through, imperfect as it was, right? You know, God's still going to use it. Actually, you're going to learn from your lessons. Lessons learned, right, project manager. Um, of how to help and navigate people in their stuff, you know. 
So I want to encourage you guys, if you're a you know, married couple or you desire to be married, and I'm going to like point you guys out, if you're having issues, um, I encourage you to come talk to, to Gina and Joel um, and just have them pray for you even after the service. If you need prayer for your marriage, just l- let them pray for you. Let them give you uh, some prophetic insight into your marriage. And uh, if you want to be married and you feel like, um, you know, there's issues there. <laughs> and, uh, you know, come up front and talk to, 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 to Gina and Joel, if that's okay, you know, and have, and just let them pray for you. And, um, you know, cause it is a good thing to find a wife and a husband. And, uh, I know some of you guys desire to have that. And I think you guys are waiting on the right timing. You're right. Waiting on the right person. And, um, you know, and sometimes along the way, the Lord needs to remove the blinders from our eyes and bring healing to our heart for us to be able to see the person that God has prepared for us. You know, there's a lot of stuff in our past. And um, and for women, there's a lot of father issues. And for men, it's mother issues too, you know, that, that need to be healed. And um, for you to actually be able to actually see the person God has prepared for you to be a marriage to. And um, they can walk you through that and... and um, so just in general, if you're, if you're struggling with pornography or you just feel like your heart has been calloused by it, uh, I just say encourage you, um, just like, let's pray together. I'm going to have uh, Gina and Joel just pray over you. You don't have to raise your hand. I don't want to embarrass anybody, you know, but if you need prayer afterwards concerning it, come on up front. We'll pray for you. We need to get real about this thing. And... Um, in all of its tentacles of homosexuality, of uh, the gender confusion crap, that's all connected to all of that. And um, so anyway, um, so if that's you, let's just pray. You guys pray for him. Heavenly Father, we, we thank you uh, because, Lord, the, the greatest thing that you came to show us was true love through Jesus Christ. And so we just want to call out the counterfeit right now in the name of Jesus. Lord God, that you would pull up all roots in the hearts and in the minds and in the souls, Lord, of my brothers and sisters. Lord God, and and just through the believers, Lord, in your body, Lord God, that have been exposed and attacked by the enemy, Lord, we ask you for freedom. It is for freedom that you've set us free, like Margaret was sharing last week, Lord God. And Lord God, we want to walk free to be the men and women we have, you've called us to be. And Lord, I just ask you for your grace, Lord, your grace to be able to help each person with their struggle. Lord, that they would not struggle anymore, but they would win the battle because the battle has been won by you. And Jesus paid for our sin and he set us free completely that all chains that, that hold us back, Lord God, would be broken. Lord, we thank you so much because you want us to know you and through you, perfect love and also the, the way to love each other 
Lord, and to see each other, Lord, the way you see us, Lord God. Take away the blinders like you did from me, Lord. Take away the hardness of heart. Take away the callousness. We pray, Lord, that we could be healthy, that we could be a healthy body that can bring you glory and praise and speak of your great salvation in our lives. And people can see not our perfection, but the perfection of Jesus, the the blood of Jesus that washed us and that has created a new story in our lives and broken generational curses, Lord God. And we just ask you for that. Lord, we praise you, Lord, and thank you because, Lord, there is nothing impossible for you. And we just ask you that nobody would leave this place without your power breaking, breaking all addiction. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. All right. And uh, if you guys need prayer, if your marriage is struggling, I encourage you guys to get help. Gina, Joel, yeah, if you guys hang out, just come on up, talk with Gina and Joel. If you're you're struggling with uh, pornography or any kind of stuff like that, you know, when we bring it into the light, it diffuses its power. You know, of course, we allow the blood of Jesus to, to wash over those things and uh, to break the power of it over your life.